You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 180, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley with you here in the middle of moving hell. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. I, I, I was thinking this weekend as we were lifting heavy boxes and getting them in a U-Haul trailer, I've never liked moving. I didn't like moving as a kid when I didn't have to lift a box, let alone when I actually have to do manual labor. So I will just tell you, this is probably the only episode you're going to get from She Runs the Show this week because I have boxes everywhere, there's cleaning to do, and it's all just... Yeah, I'm ready for it to be over. So I'm going to put all of my energy and focus this week into cleaning, clearing, and getting this whole move bullshit over with because I'm over it. I'm totally over it. Welcome, everybody. She runs the show. This is another episode where I just have to talk about something, and it especially applies to how we handle criticism in business. And also how we handle criticism in life. I have been noticing in the last, maybe it's because I'm watching a lot of impact theory interviews that Tom Billier does, um, and then women of impact interviews that, that Lisa Billier does. But there is this thing that's going on, and I don't, I don't know what it's about. And I'm specifically speaking in the entrepreneurial world, but you know what? It actually happens a lot in life too. And I want to talk about it for a second because we live in a world that <clears throat> on the surface we say that it is is emotion that we say we're more conscious right we live in a world today that is more conscious than it was 50 years ago than it was 80 years ago we live in a world that we say we can express our feelings more you know going to something like therapy is now normal you're not looked as you know you're not seen as odd or weird if you go to therapy the way you would have been seen 30 or 50 years ago it's now a time where yoga and meditation are a big thing when in the 70s, you know, only hippies did yoga and meditation and things like that. So on the surface, it looks like we live in a world where everybody is more open, more loving, more connected, more vulnerable. We use authentic in business a lot. Here's where I want to go though today. <laughs> because on the one hand, I get that. And I, I can acknowledge that we have shifted in profoundly amazing ways, that the, the consciousness of all of us, it's risen, clearly. There's no doubt that from 1910 to now, our consciousness is higher than it was in 1910. Here's where my issue is, though, and this is where I'm going to get to today's episode, which is called Don't Explain, Don't Defend, and Don't Pretend. I don't know... If it's that in having the conversation about vulnerability that, you know, Dr. Brene Brown does so well, that we've come to a place where we need, where we feel like if we aren't putting all our business out in the street, that we're, we aren't being authentic. I'm saying that with air quotes. Or if it's that people think that vulnerability is, uh, sharing, especially as entrepreneurs, I wonder if there are, there are entrepreneurs out there who believe that, that being vulnerable is the way to make money and that sharing your vulnerability is the way to do it. And that, um, and that you have to find ways to post on Instagram and Facebook in ways that like 
puts your your deepest traumas and pain out for everybody to see it. Here's my issue with this, you know, and I love Brene Brown's work, so let's not get this twisted. I am a total daring greatly, rising strong, braving the wilderness fan. I love her work. But here's the thing. I think people get snippets of Brene Brown's work and they go, oh, I've got to be vulnerable in my business. Oh, I've got to tell them when I've had an awful day. Oh, I've got to share my deepest pain and hurt and all that. And and they don't listen to the part where Brene Brown says, people have to earn the right to hear your story. So people get the whole be vulnerable thing, but then they don't hear when Brene Brown also says and writes, not everybody is entitled or has earned the right to hear your story. They get the part where Brene Brown says, you've got to dare greatly. Um, you know, you've got to go in there and forget about being perfect and bulletproof. You need to wholeheartedly pursue what you want to pursue in the arena of life. They remember that part of daring greatly, but they don't remember the part where she says, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked with me, I'm not interested in your feedback. So a lot of people are taking the vulnerability and the authenticity and the the not being perfect. They're taking certain parts of Brene Brown's work and they're going in their businesses in their lives and they're putting their stuff out in the street. I would say putting your business out in the street. And they're doing this thing of like, oh, I'm going to tell you that how much I went through a depressive episode today and everything I was thinking and blah, 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 blah. just like they're emotionally vomiting all over social media. And yet, when they get backlash from people, and when they get uh, hateration going on on social media because they put their business out in the street on a massively global pl public platform, then they're wondering why they're getting hateration. And then they're wondering why people are, you know, are responding to them the way they're responding. Here's the deal. And this is why I want to talk about on today's episode. And this applies to business especially, but it also applies to life. Don't explain, don't defend, and don't pretend. What do I mean when I say that? So number one, if you're going to put your, your deepest secrets, uh, your hardest days, the things that you're going through, if you're going to share your most vulnerable things about yourself with your tribe, A, do it for the right reasons. Like I see a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, sharing their business, not because they truly feel ready to share it, not because they, they, they are they have healed enough to the point where they can openly share it, take the flack from the haters because they're going to be haters, but because they know that taking the flack from the haters, A, they're healed enough that they're ready for it, and B, they they know that the message is meant to reach people who absolutely need it in that moment. And so the goal or the purpose is way more powerful than the hateration they're going to deal with, and they're ready to deal with that level of hateration. So that's one thing. That's one thing. If you feel healed enough, you feel strong enough and you feel called to share something vulnerable with the world. And I would say with your tribe, because if you're putting it on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, wherever you are sharing it with the world, which means it includes people not in your tribe. 
I want you to think about that for a second because so often we share stuff and we feel like, okay, I'm sharing this with my tribe. No, if they're following you on Instagram, not everybody who's following you on Instagram is in your tribe or is meant to be there. So when you choose to share something that is deeply painful, deeply vulnerable, um, something, it, you better understand that you're sharing it with the whole world. You're not just sharing it with your tribe. And so are you ready for that is my question. Are you healed enough to where you say to yourself, I can take the flack that comes with what I'm about to post? Is it also something that you feel called to do? Or is it a marketing tactic, a branding strategy that you're trying to use so that you can get people to buy from you? If the source of your sharing your vulnerability is a branding or marketing tactic, I'm going to tell you, don't even do it. It's not going to work. If the reason you're sharing is because you believe that vulnerability is a marketing strategy that can be used to tap into other people's emotions and get them to purchase from you, while all of that is absolutely true, I will not discount the stats. That's the wrong reason to be doing that. That's the wrong reason to be doing that. Here's the other thing. When I say don't explain, don't defend, and don't pretend. I'm also seeing, and, and I'm speaking specifically to entrepreneurs, I'm seeing this trend of entrepreneurs being themselves. So like truly authentic, real, like all of their quirks, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, their flaws and all. I'm seeing them live that way on social media and post that way. And then when they have... um when, when a hater posts on their social media and they accurately, I wouldn't say accurately, they authentically respond to that post and they handle that shit, that they get a ton of backlash from the people following them for being who they are in challenging tough moments. Or I'm seeing, you know, entrepreneurs on social media who have flaws and have no problems with sharing that they're not always perfect. They don't always eat perfect. They gain weight like anybody else. They make mistakes. They screw up. They have bad days. And their sharing of that then causes the people who are following them to post bullshit comments like, you're a role model and you should, you really are above that. And I don't know what kind of message are you putting out there for young girls or for boys or for the world. You're such a role model. I really thought better of you. I thought more highly of you than that. I, I'm, I'm very disappointed that you posted this. Well, excuse my French. Who gives a fuck if you're disappointed or offended? I don't. I don't. And here's the thing that I'm getting to. If you're going to sign up for a more public life, meaning you are an actor, an actress, you're in front of the cameras, you are an entrepreneur, you are your brand, this is your business, you are put, you are being authentic and real on your Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook. If you are going to put your business out there like that, a, I hope you're doing it for the right reasons, number one. Let's just start with you. I hope it really is a calling to share that information in that moment, not a marketing strategy that you hired a firm to help you build over time. I really hope you're called to do that. So that's the first thing. Because if you're not called to do it, you get what you deserve when you're trying to manipulate the system. So number one, I hope you're called to share whatever it is you're sharing. But then number two, I hope you're you're strong enough and you've got enough personal power within you to draw a line in the sand and say, 
this is what I will share and this is what I won't share. For example, and I'll use myself as an example, you will never hear me on She Runs a Show go deep on any topic related to my marriage or children, ever. It's a private thing. I believe that sacred things should be held as sacred. I also believe that the nature of all relationships is up and down and up and down and up and down. And so why am I going to put only the good times out there and not the bad? And why am I going to put the bad stuff out there when I'm still working through stuff? Do you see what I mean? That doesn't work for me. I like to process things internally. I like to go within and, and listen to my own inner knowing and figure stuff out. Why would I put my business out in the street like that when it comes to marriage and children when I haven't figured myself out? So I'm going to put it out there so other people can judge it, other people can comment on it, and then get even further away from my own inner wisdom. I don't do that. So you won't see me pretty much ever posting information or vulnerable things about marriage or children. I, in fact, when I have my next batch of children, you might not ever really see many pictures of them. I don't even know that I'm down with that. And lots of entrepreneurs post tons of pictures of their children. And if you're a Pat Flynn and you love that and that's your thing and you feel called to do that, do it. But what I'm saying is, is I see a lot of entrepreneurs trying to mimic other entrepreneurs level of vulnerability and sharing when they aren't themselves comfortable or and they don't feel called to share on that level and I'm saying there's nothing wrong with sharing on the level that you're comfortable with in fact that should be the level that you share on and in the same breath I also see this situation where entrepreneurs feel like they have to, when they are real and they are raw and they do show their flaws, they get judged by the people following them. And then they feel like they have to conform, you know, I'm a role model and what other people expect. No, here's the thing. Here, let, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to go back on this role model thing because I've heard this about the MBA. I've heard this about actors. Now I'm starting to see a lot more with entrepreneurs. The one thing I'm going to tell you about me is if you want to use me as a role model, that is your decision. But I am just like you. I am just like everybody else. We are all in this together. We are all on this planet to just walk each other home. I think Ram Dass said that. Uh, I am as screwed up as the next person. I am a hot mess like the next person. I make mistakes like the next person. I have pissed off. So using me as a role model to me makes no sense. Because I'm not you and you're not me. And you can't live your life according to my standards, nor would I expect you to. And I'm not going to live my life according to your standards. And if you expect me to, well, you be good with that because that's not happening. So there's this mix going on where entrepreneurs are sharing. They're being real. They're being raw. Sometimes for for because they're called to and they're ready to sometimes for marketing and branding reasons, which are very manipulative in nature. But here's the point that I want to get to on today's episode, whether it is life or business. And this is a lesson that took me at least 20 years to learn. So I'm not telling you I didn't spend 20 years making this mistake. I'm just trying to teach you about this mistake. So hopefully you don't have to spend 20 years like I did trying to figure it out. Here's what I want to say. I don't care if this is your personal, professional, business life. You cannot tie 
what you say, do, share, and how you show up in the world based on whether other people are going to judge you for it. Because at the end of the day, here's, here's the lesson. Don't explain, don't defend, and don't pretend. What do I mean by that? I used to do a lot of ex over explaining. I used to do a lot of like justification conversation things with all kinds of people, personal relationships, professional. I used to hold up like if I was going to say, I'm going to do this, right? Like I'm going to start this new eating thing or I'm going to, you know, body build or whatever it was. I used to do this thing where I would then, once I told somebody else what I was going to do, I would then back it up with all of this, um, I'm going to do this because justifying. I was doing all this justifying to say, okay, to almost as if I was trying to convince the other person to give me permission to do what I just said I was going to do. Do you see that, how that negates the whole saying what I'm going to do? Because if I am looking to ex over explain myself to you, then I'm giving you the ability to tell me not to do something that really is only in my my jurisdiction to decide whether or not I do. It just doesn't make any sense. So what I find a lot of entrepreneurs doing is, and again, even in personal life, like you say, I am going to get into the best shape of my life. And then you justify, you go, well, here's why, because I feel like this and I feel like that and I feel like this and I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to, and, and you're, you're almost like feeling like you got caught doing something wrong and you have to explain to your parents, well, what had happened was, no, you're an adult with free will. You have the ability to do whatever the hell you want to do and live with the consequences of whatever the hell you're going to do. The moment you begin to explain and justify, you turn your power over to the other person. And we do it a lot. So somebody you know, is, is talking to you about the way that you save money, the way that you like what your plan is for your financial future. And they disagree with 401ks and they disagree with how you're doing it. And they disagree with what, how you're managing money. And so instead of you just like saying, I appreciate your feedback. I'll think about that. And then changing the subject, you spend the next 30 minutes of your life that you won't ever get back trying to define explain and defend why you're taking the financial steps you're taking in the way that you're taking them. Only you're doing it with a person who is bent and set upon you being wrong and making you wrong. So you just wasted 30 minutes going back and forth. You're not changing your mind and you're not changing their mind. And they are still trying to argue with you about what you can or cannot do with your money. Do you see how cuckoo for Cocoa Bus that sounds? That's La Vida Loca. In what world... Do you ever have to sit for 30 minutes and debate with somebody else about how you're choosing to manage your money? It's called crazy. So I say all of that because I'm, I'm just noticing that a lot of people are doing the explaining, defending thing. And here's the thing I want you to understand. You will never be able to convince somebody that you are right who is sold on you being wrong. Let me say that again so you hear me. You will never be able to convince somebody else that you are right if they are sold on you being wrong. So do not waste life or energy trying to do that. When somebody comes at you, it's like that Robert Downey Jr. quote I put in the other episode. Listen, here's my thing. I'm a very strong-willed person. 
And I have very clear opinions about how I want things to go. I am a control freak. Let's just be honest. I'm a control freak and I like things to go my way. Okay. I'm not a my way or the highway person at all. Uh, and part of that is I've had years of people pleasing. So I'm not that extreme, but I will say I like things to go the way I want them to go. So in moments when I come across people who want to get into an argument with me, although they won't call it that, who want to get into an argument with me about why the way I'm addressing something is not right for me, won't work, um, is, you know, the way that I'm doing my business. Now, listen, I'll listen to it. I, I will be open to hearing what other people have to say. And then at a later point, I will go meditate on it, listen to my own inner knowing and calibrate the two and do what feels right and light for me. So it's not that I'm going to ignore even people that I think are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when they're trying to tell me what to do with my own life. I, I'm going to take it in because there might be a golden nugget in that. And there typically is. However, when somebody's coming at me and they want to try to tell me, this is how you should do this and this is how you should do that and this is, you know, all that kind of stuff. Here's what I do. I don't debate it anymore. I'm like, listen, I'm 40, I'm 41. I, don't, I just, I don't have life enough to, to, to be doing those things that I did in my 20s with over defending and explaining and debating. So I don't debate anymore. This is what I do do though. I listen. I keep an open heart as I listen. I nod. I go, hmm, that's, that's, and I got this from Dr. Wayne Dyer, by the way. If you want to know where I got this technique, it's centuries old. It, I didn't create it. I got it from Wayne Dyer. I listen and I nod and I go, hmm, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then I let them talk and I let them keep talking. And then when they, they're like, you know, and they keep talking, they keep telling me what they think I should do. And then eventually I go, oh, that's, wow. That's, that's, I never looked at it that way. Hmm. I'll think about that. And then I change the subject. And then you know what I do after that? Once I leave their presence, I do whatever the fuck I was going to do anyway. Whatever I want to do anyway, I end up doing anyway. Because here's the thing. It, my life is my life. It's not theirs. So if I have to live with the consequences of my decisions, I better damn make sure. I better damn well make sure that the consequences of my decisions are my decisions, not somebody else's. Because I can't blame them if I choose to listen to them and not listen to me. So why am I, what am I saying at, at the bottom line? What's the bottom line of this episode? You got to get to a place in your life where you don't explain, you don't defend, and you don't pretend. I also see the flip where people get so much flack and hateration and so much judgment, especially in the entrepreneurial space from other people. Like people will not only debate you on what you choose to do in your life, people will actually critique you, criticize you, and they will have you feeling like a failure in your own house, in your own office, in your own business, by the comments that they leave for you. And the thing, let me just circle around. The thing about consciousness in, in the day and age we live in, on the one hand, I agree totally that we are way more conscious than we were in 1910. But on the other hand, we have reverted in so many ways. Because you know what? The level to which people hate on social media because they're keyboard warriors and they can hide behind a keyboard and not... People say stuff on Instagram comments and Facebook comments they would never say if they were standing looking you in the face. Never. And my take is this. If I wouldn't say it to your face directly if you were standing in front of me, I'm not posting it on social media. Because if I have the guts to post it on social media, I better make sure I have the guts to say it to your face. 
That's how I look at that one. So in that way, I think we have sunk in terms of consciousness. We have a lot of keyboard warriors out there who will say all kinds of shit when they can be anonymous, when, and when it's just a comment on Instagram, on Facebook. But boy, if they come across you face to face, they don't say a word to you. And that is not okay. That is not consciousness. That is the opposite of consciousness. That's being unconscious. Because if I really feel strongly about how I feel about what you're doing or saying, I need to be able to bring it to you. So if I was not going to be able to say it to you directly face to face in, in the same room, I have no business commenting on social media that way. That's just my little, um, I was just on a, what is it you call it? A pop stand? No, no, no. I can't remember what it's called, but I, but I, I digress. Here's what I'm saying at the end of the day. I also see a lot of entrepreneurs who, when they get that criticism and those keyboard warriors are chiming in and they feel really deflated and knocked down by other people's commentary and they feel, and also they feel like they are not perfect. So yes, on the one hand, we, we do this real raw vulnerable stuff, but a lot of us inwardly, secretly are still going for perfect. And so when people try to criticize or judge us, that quest for perfection doesn't go away. And so we're battling being recovering perfectionists as we deal with the criticism and hateration of other people. And then we start to pretend on social media, like we get smaller. And I'm saying this because I haven't lived this on social media, but I've lived this in, in like professional life. And I want to be very clear when I say this to you, shrinking yourself so you don't get as many blows from other people or playing small so you fit into other people's boxes never works. They end up getting more of your power because you're giving more of your power to them. They continue to berate you and judge you and, um, and belittle you because you've shown them that it works. And then you just continue to get small to the point where you don't even recognize yourself anymore. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't explain, don't defend, and don't pretend. What am I saying at the end of the day? As entrepreneurs and in life, we have to be who we really are. And that means we're going to, we're going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. They're going to be great moments and we're going to make some super big mistakes. We're going to fail. Uh, we're going to win. Uh, you should never play small in a failure, meaning own your shit. I wrote a whole book about it. Own it. The one thing that will change everything in your life. You can check that out at overcomingfearbooks.com. It's one of my, it, it right now. It's my favorite book. Although I'm writing a book right now called you can do hard things. I think that's quickly going to overtake own it. But anyway, you should never play small in a failure and you should never play small in a success. What do I mean by that? When you fail, own that shit. When you win, own that shit. And I see a lot of people playing, uh, when they fail, other people condemn them and then they go into a box and then they don't take as much risk. They don't go up. They don't speak their truth as much. They don't say what they're passionate about. They kind of go quiet. They go silent. They go dark. So that's what playing small in a failure looks like. Playing small in a, in a win looks like you, you don't, how do I put this? When you, so, a lot of people want to pretend like the win isn't a big thing. And so they kind of poo poo away. Oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did that. You know, and I've done it and I probably still will do it too. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, nobody can rob you of your wins, but you. 
Nobody. Nobody can take your wins from you but you. And so when you, when, if you're going to own your shit when you fail, you better own your shit when you win. In other words, when you win, you need to be like, damn, I did that. Damn. You know, like every time I get up, listen, every time I get off my Peloton bike and I've done a spin class, I'm like, damn, I'm just, I'm badass. Now listen, I know the rock was up at four o'clock this morning working out for three to four hours, right? Like I work out three hours a day, but not the rock kind of workouts three hours a day. Not yet. So I get that I'm on a different level, let's say, than, than the rock or Michael Strahan. But I don't rob myself of my win. When I get off that Peloton bike, I go, damn, I am badass. I did that. When I, you know, when I publish another book, I go, shit, I did that. So, and here's the thing, publicly or with other people, don't let other people make you diminish your wins either. When you are winning, you need to, you need to be surrounded by people who clap when you win. You know the number one sign that you need to drop some people from your life? When you're winning and they don't clap. Not that you need their clapping, but if you are on, let's say you're on a weight loss journey and you are losing weight and you're do, and you tell other people and they try to come at you with some hateration about how you're losing the weight or what you're doing, or you get a promotion at work and they come at you and they go, well, yeah, you know, you, you know the right people. You've networked with the right people. That's how you got that. Let me give you a, a helpful hint. They're not clapping when you're winning. They're actually trying to take the win and the joy of the win from you with the words that they're saying. Drop them like it's hot. Drop them like it's hot. Because at the end of the day, you don't have life enough to keep people around you who don't clap when you win. You don't need them to clap, but you certainly don't need them to spray your wins with shit. Drop those people. So what am I saying at the end of the day? In business, you're going to get people who question your methods, who question what you do, who say, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Who, when you have a bad day and you post about it on social media, they're going to say, oh, I thought so much more highly of you. I thought that you were a kinder person. I thought better of you. I thought you would do. And next, this is where Ariana Grande song, Thank you next comes in. You need to just blast that song and just remind yourself that it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It really actually matters what you think, what you do, and what you speak into your life. And if you are allowing other people to take on the role of judge and jury and to dictate what you get to say or what you don't get to say, what you feel and what you don't, and then you, here's the thing. Only insecure small people will waste time trying to belittle you. If they actually had a life where they were focusing on achieving their life's calling, their biggest goals and dreams, they wouldn't even have time to think about you, let alone put energy into belittling you. So the moment you're in a situation where whether on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else, somebody is trying to belittle you, whether into your face or behind your back, they're trying to belittle you, already know they are below you already because if they were actually doing the damn thing in their own lives, they wouldn't even have time to think about you. They wouldn't even have time to think about you. They'd be so busy doing their thing. It's like this move this week. I haven't even really been on my phone all that much this weekend because I'm moving. I don't have time to think about anybody. Like I'm doing the damn thing. 
So here's what I'm saying at the end of the day. We tie so much of our, our present moment joy and bliss and feeling good about ourselves. We tie so much of it based on what other people say, what other people do, what other people think. We sit in conversations where people want to make us wrong and we just debate back and forth. Listen, listen. And I love when people come out. Let me just, let me just go on a rant for a minute. I love when people come at me and try to act like they know the whole situation and try to criticize me. You're, you're not even here with me. Do you know what I mean? Like this is a moment where you pull up Renee's Browns. If you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, this is, this is why people who tell me, um, you know, I work out two to three hours a day, two to three hours a day. Now that includes yoga and belly dancing, which is not like heavy hit training, right? But I work out two or three hours a day, six days a week. I love when people are like, well, you don't really need to do that. Like you could just do a 30 minute workout and then you could just do a little walking and it's really your eating. And here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. You're not in my body. You haven't spent the last 41 years in my body. You have no idea what my body needs. So when you actually you know, are a body snatcher and you're in my body, then maybe I'll give some credence to how to work out my body. But since it's not your body, you don't really know. So keep talking because you're wasting your breath. I already know what my body needs and I'm doing just that. And a lot of the time we, we don't handle people early in that way because we think we're going to be seen as rude. We think we're going to, people are not going to be receptive or we sit and we debate the issue with them for like 45 minutes, get totally frustrated and tired and walk away feeling like, man, I just wasted my energy on that twit. Well, you did, you did. So let me say what I'm saying at the end of the day, because this is especially for entrepreneurs, because as when you choose to be an entrepreneur in today's economy, you choose to live a pretty public life. You are your brand. There's no getting away from that. You live a very public life. I want you to understand clearly that there comes a moment where you have to decide that you are not going to tie your sense of self-worth, your your decisions about what you share, what you don't share. You're not going to tie any of that to how other people are going to respond, what they're going to say, what they're not going to say. Because if you don't do that, you are setting yourself up for emotional disaster and you are setting yourself up to always be at the mercy of what other people think of you. And that's just not going to build a successful business. At some point you have to say, my rule of thumb is I will not explain. I will not over explain myself to people who don't get a vote. I will not sit and defend my perspective with people who are not in my body, not in my mind, not in my heart, don't know what's going on in my life. And I will not pretend with people so they feel more comfortable or so they approve of me. I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to pretend and then live that way. Because at the end of the day, the moment you start to do any of those three things, you are literally, and it's you doing it. It's not them. You are literally turning your power over to them. And that will not work when it comes to building a business. Let me just tell you something. There are going to be moments in your business where you are pushing forward on something and you are pushing alone. Not even the people you hired believe in what you're doing. And you have to have the faith and the self-belief enough to say, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. This feels right to me. I'm doing it and take the consequences with whatever comes and pivot and iterate and learn. And if you cannot do that, 
you will struggle in business always because you will be seesawing based on the, the quote unquote good opinions of other people. Forget about the good opinions of other people. Do you. And that means I'm not going to sit and debate with you about why my business model is what it is. I'm not going to sit and I'm not going to sit with you and, and, and do this conversation thing about, well, you know, how, you know, how are you doing that? Or why did you make that decision? Or why did you do that? Or, you know, here's the thing. Life is so short. I wish people understood this. We have a very short amount of time on this planet. Do you really want to spend it? trying to explain, defend, or pretend your way out of conversations where the person is already committed to making you wrong? Like, what a waste of life that is. What a gift of life you have. Why would you waste it that way? And again, if you're listening to She Runs the Show for the first time, this podcast is all about mindset because you could have the best tactics and strategies and branding and marketing, but if you don't get these mindset pieces, you will not succeed. You will not endure. You will not have stamina. You will not stay the course. The mindset is the foundational principle upon which every successful business is built, which is why I focus this entire podcast on helping women have both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive. And your relationships won't rock if you're constantly over-explaining, defending, or pretending. Your business won't thrive if you're constantly explaining, defending, and over-pretending. Here's my thing at the end of the day. I just I just simply don't engage. I really don't. I, I have no time for comments from people that are going to say, Oh, I was I looked up to you until you said that. Well, then you need to go find somebody else because I never said I was your role model, nor do I have any desire to be. I never said that. So go find somebody else. I have no interest in having conversations with people where they try to convince me why, what I want to do with my body, my life, my business, having more children. You know, I've had people say to me, at 41, why would you ever want more children? Like, aren't you good with being done? I don't even engage in those conversations. I don't even, you know why? My body, my choice. My body, my choice. I, you play having children how you want to. I'll play it how I want to, but I'm not interested in your feedback. You aren't in the arena at 41 trying to get pregnant. Don't talk to me about that. And some people don't like that straightforward approach. And again, it's a gift because when I come across those people and they don't like my straightforward approach, they leave my life. And I love that. As Kyle Cease would say, and I love that. I love that. And the people who respect and appreciate it, well, hey, they're my people and they can do the same to me. They can, they can tell, they can give it to me straight. And I, I totally appreciate that. It's refreshing, in fact. But again, you should not be in your life or in your business feeling like you constantly have to explain, defend, or pretend on any level. And if you're living that way, I would say take some time to really see who are you trying to please? Who are you living in a box for? And is that really serving you? Is that really serving you? Because some of us were raised that way. You know, we were raised to play. A lot of us were. Like, let's be honest. A lot of us were raised to be nice and good and kind and people please and all that kind of bullshit. But here's the thing at the end of the day. Yes, you should be kind. But you should be kind to yourself first. And not a lot of people are going to agree with me on that. But I'm going to say, you should be kind to yourself first. Because I don't know how I can be kind to anybody else if I'm brutal to myself. 
if I allow people to talk to me any kind of way and say stuff to me and sway me and make me feel wrong, I don't know how I can be kind, truly, authentically kind to anybody else if I am brutal in my own head. So stop over-explaining. Stop defending. Like, no is a complete sentence. Stop pretending. Just do you. Like, just enjoy your life. I, I think the best lives and businesses are built when you just bask in the miracle that you are and you listen to your inner knowing on a regular basis and you go with what feels light. And when you make mistakes, you just throw your hands in the air, you laugh and you go, ha, let's pivot and move on. Like, that's what life is. It's this roller coaster ride and it's meant to be an adventure. And you know what? You screw up on adventures. You make wrong turns. You go the long way. You do all kinds of things and you learn and you grow. And that's why at the end of the day, if you want to put all your business out in the street and you want to share it and you feel called to do that, do it. Do you. But be careful with that if you're doing it for the sake of building a brand or building a business or getting people to like you, follow you. Um, you're actually betraying yourself when you do that for those reasons only. And self-betrayal is the worst thing to do especially when you want to build a business. You cannot be a powerful entrepreneur if you are constantly betraying yourself. So think about what I said. Think about what I said. And as I said earlier, please go to overcomingfearbooks.com. If you struggle with some of this, I have so many books that can help you. Uh, you can you can do it is all about self-belief. Own it is all about owning your shit. Again, it's my favorite book. Find Your Fire is about rebuilding your confidence and your courage. And the latest book that is coming out hopefully this week, is You Can Do Hard Things. And it probably will be my favorite book. Um, I have spent the last week or so crying as I write it because it is so personally important to me and so deep. And I just want people to understand that you have no clue how powerfully strong and capable you are of doing hard things. So I'll catch everybody on the next episode of She Runs the Show. Thank you for listening. And I will, yes, not catch you, not see you, whatever. I will, I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. <laughs>